Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 11 of the Healing with Excellence podcast with your host, Kimberly Miller. I'm so grateful to be here with each of you today. And today's topic, I really wasn't ready, sure if I was ready to record about this right now, because uh, there's so many important things to share. But I did promise someone I really care about that I would record this, and I meant to do it a little while ago. So I'm going to get it done. But this conversation is about narrowing of the esophagus, uh, like a feeling like a choking feeling, having a difficulty swallowing. I'm just going to share a couple versions of this and why it's becoming so prominent and some things to think about because it's it's very scary in the last decade. So I have been in the fitness industry for 27 years. I've been I I started off personal training just for fun as my hobby and to just help people. I was in the corporate world and this was just kind of my side gig and my passion, but I became full time in the fitness industry around 2004, 2005. And you know, back then everybody was just kind of like moderately healthy maybe you know, 10 to 50 pounds overweight and maybe one or two diagnoses and nothing too crazy. But in recent years, the last 10 years, there's been much more extreme. Like the average person might come to me with at least five different diagnoses or 30 different symptoms that are not being solved. And one big one that happens often is the feeling of someone's choking when they eat or they're having difficulty swallowing. And one big thing that's happening a lot is people are getting their throat stretched. And if you've been through this already, I'm I'm sorry that you've had to go through it. I hope that I can help prevent you from having to go through it again. But I've been, you know, again, I never even knew this existed, but people's esophagus will get so narrowed that like the food will get stuck and they might have to go to the hospital. And some people have had their throat stretched, their esophagus stretched back open like three times. And I just want to share with you that, and I'll, I'll see if I can like uh, uh, put a link in the show notes for this, but the most common cause to this is a locked diaphragm. The diaphragm muscle is too tight. The, the diaphragm is underneath your rib cage and the esophageal tube goes down into the diaphragm. And when the diaphragm muscle gets too tight and locked, it can narrow that esophagus and then the food gets stuck. And one of the most common causes I'm seeing to this is ingestion of pesticides because organophosphates, pesticides that they spray on our foods, actually can lock up the diaphragm. It is a nerve agent and it impacts the nervous system and the diaphragm gets spastic and irritated. And when that diaphragm gets locked up, you may or may not feel it. Some people will get like a really bad side stitch once in a while. Some people feel like they can't take a deep breath or they have a very tight mid spine. The thoracic spine is very tight and rigid. That's typically, or maybe a hiatal hernia. They're getting reflux more often. Those are all typically signs of a diaphragm that is too tight, overworking, or not working correctly. So uh, I do a neuromuscular assessment where I do a muscle test to find out if the diaphragm is working too much, and then I correct it. I, I find out what's happening, and I teach the person what to do at home to fix it, and then they the esophagus goes back to normal. Now, if they don't change the offending factor that's causing the diaphragm to lock up or an issue with their neck, that could also be an issue with communication to the esophagus, like let's say they are consuming excess pesticides. Or another big thing is a shallow breathing pattern. If someone is very stressed and they're in fight or flight and they're always taking short, shallow breaths or holding their breath as I am right now when I talk to you, 
that can lock up the diaphragm also. So typically we work on some breathing exercises. We work on some dietary changes to help them avoid factors that would impact their diaphragm and teach them about basal metabolic rate to ensure they even get enough energy for everything in their body to work right. And if they do the corrective exercises and then change the offending factor, they don't ever have to get their throat stretched again or their hiatal hernia heals up, their reflux goes away. All these weird symptoms they've been dealing with just kind of dissipate. Another big thing that can impact this is if someone's having a neck issue, uh, the neck muscles can impact the phrenic nerve and the phrenic nerve communicates with your diaphragm. And when that nerve is being compressed, it can also impact your diaphragm. So when I do the neuromuscular assessment, I can determine whether or not it's the neck muscle or the diaphragm or both causing the problem. Now, I have one specific client, she'll tell you every single time she eats specific bread, especially non-organic bread, she gets this problem where her she gets food stuck in the esophagus. It's very painful. She has to wait a while for things to calm down. Anytime she starts to feel that pain now, she calls me. Now, the good thing is she has learned some skill sets at home now where she very rarely has to call me. She can typically work it out on her own. And now she has less fear. But if it does get severe, like let's say there was a party or something like during the holidays where maybe there's a few more offending factors and it won't unlock with just the trick she knows, then she'll call me and we'll do an appointment. And we'll work on that. So it's it's really important to know that a previous neck injury could be causing this problem. Uh, a dietary problem where you're eating too few of calories can impact your ability to swallow and for your organs to work correctly. And then certain foods or pesticide exposure, even let's say your home was just recently treated for pest or your lawn. I have another client that would walk outside all the time. They live on a golf course and that was getting sprayed often. And that was causing their diaphragm to lock up, causing a narrowing of the esophagus and reflux. So I wanted to just share this with you for other angles to look at because someone can keep stretching the throat or give you a reflux medication or tell you have something called gastroparesis and it can lead to a world of other problems if you don't know that there's this other offending factor or series of things, uh, variables that are causing you this issue. And if you can find experts that do what I do and then understand how the nutrition part works for the cells and for the body, you can completely heal and not have to go through this the rest of your life. And if you do happen to like, you know, make a poor choice one day, at least you'll know that there's a way to work your way out of it and not have to suffer as long or go to the hospital like some people have had to in the past. So I personally teach something called neuromuscular restoration, where I teach other professionals and even even just everyday people how to do this practice so that they know how to assess their muscles or assess family members' muscles to help prevent injury. So neuromuscular restoration. And there's other programs, one called uh, neuromuscular reprogramming and neurokinetic therapy. They're kind of all in the same family, but they don't necessarily teach what I teach about the energy that the cells need to do their job correctly. But any one of those practitioners, a neurokinetic therapist, a neuromuscular restoration therapist that I teach, and uh, the neuromuscular reprogramming, they can help you with finding out what's going on in your diaphragm. 
And the reason I share those other protocols is because I've just started teaching this internationally myself. It, you know, I probably have like 20 people trained. So it'll take me five to 10 years to get a few thousand people trained in what I do. But some of my other people in my network have been doing this, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ahead of me because they're, you know, in their 60s and they've been teaching uh, these various modalities. But again, you can reach out to me if I cannot meet with you personally or help you through a virtual call. I will definitely find someone for you that can help because you don't want to be dealing with diaphragm spasticity or the narrowing of the esophagus and constantly feeling like you're choking or having to go to the, you know, set up an appointment to get your esophagus stretched over and over. I always think like, what would my great grandparents say? Like, I know they would have been like, what is going on that everybody's getting their throat stretched? Everybody's wearing CPAP machines. And again, I have nothing against you if you've done this, because just like me, I've been desperate for answers. I've done all kinds of things, uh, you know, between um, colonoscopies and uh, colonics and all different kinds of things in the natural health world when I was trying to heal and couldn't find the right answers. So we're all just doing the best we can with what we know. But the goal is when we know better to do better. So just know that these things are not happening to you or it's not like a fate that you're supposed to experience in these things. Our ecosystem has changed. Our lifestyles have changed. And those factors are causing our body to malfunction. We get symptoms telling us that something is wrong, but not all health professionals know how to teach us to look for the root cause or how to fix it. Sometimes they're just managing the symptoms on the back end versus helping you identify the front end. So I hope that helps. And I'm very grateful to a couple of you that asked me to have a podcast on this because it is critical and it is really important to learn this because sometimes that locked diaphragm leads to a much bigger issue like muscle wasting or a neurological decline. And if I can help you identify the root cause and change it, that would be a huge blessing to me to help you prevent a major you know, chronic illness that could disable you or really take away your quality of life. So please message any questions you have. I'll put some as much as I can in the show notes. I look forward to seeing you during episode 12. There's many more good things to come. And uh, again, please reach out anytime you'd like to at info at healingwithexcellence.com. Talk with you soon.